This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Um, this evening starts the Yom Tif of uh, Tu B'Shvat, perhaps one of the most misunderstood Yom Tovim in all the Jewish calendars. Uh, first of all, we have to figure out where does it say it's a Yom Tif. That's A. And B, if it is a Yom Tif, what does it mean to be a Yom Tif? So the first thing you have to know is Tu B'Shvat is not the Yom Tif where the, where the trees are judged. They teach that in, element, in the elementary schools, kindergartens. It's absolutely not true. If you look in the first Mishnah, the Mishnah says, Rosh There are four times of Rosh Hashanahs. The Gemara says at the end of the Mishnah, the Mishnah says at the end, the last one is Rosh Hashanah Le'ilon. Now Rosh Hashanah Le'ilon doesn't mean the fruits, the trees are judged on Rosh Hashanah Le'ilon. What does Rosh Hashanah Le'ilon mean? So as Machoik is Beishama Beisilo, first of all, when is Rosh Hashanah Le'ilon. Either it's Aleph Shvat or it's Tu B'Shvat. So we pass in like Beisilo that it's Tu B'Shvat. But what's it Negeya to? So if you look in the Rambam, look in the Halacha, it's not Negeya to judging to blessings of the trees. It's Negeya to when you start calculating the years of either Arla, or when you start calculating the years of Meiser, because Allah is from Meiser, you can't take off from one year to another. So you have to know when the year begins. So the, the year begins with Tu B'Shvat, that's the beginning of the year. Nothing to do with, you know, uh, fruit, fruit trees being judged. So that's misnomer number one. Now, if so, what exactly is the halachic, if there is any halachic significance to Tu B'Shvat? So, there is a halach in Shulchan Aruch. It's in Tov Kof Ayin Beis Sif Gimel. This, this mechaber is brought down by many Rishayim. Um, the Mordechai brings it down, other Rishonim bring it down. The Machab is talking about a case where the community needs to make a Tainiz Pahab. That whatever issue there is in the community, if there's a hunger, there's Goyim, whatever the issue may be, and they're looking at the schedule and they see that if they're going to call Pahab for, let's say, this week, Monday is a Tubishvat. So what do they do with Pahab? So the Machab writes, don't start the fast this week because you're going to end up having to deal with Tuba of a Tubishvat and a fast. And the Machab writes, because if it's going to come in conflict to Tu B'Shvat with the fast, the fast is going to lose out. Why, says the Mechaber? Because Shehu Rosh Hashanah Le'ilonois. Because since Tu B'Shvat is Rosh Hashanah Le'ilonois, that's the reason not to have a fast day. So the, the most we see in Shulchan Aruch, at least from the Rishonim, Abinu Gershom talks about this, is that you're not allowed to have a fast day, at least the tiniest seabird is not allowed to be had on Tu B'Shvat. So tomorrow we couldn't have a, a, a tiniest seabird. What about a tiniest yochit? What are the two most common Tanesa Yechidim? One is a chasen. Let's say someone's getting married tomorrow. Does he fast tomorrow? Let's say someone has yard site tomorrow. Do they fast tomorrow? So Mishnah Buru writes that, um, that since, it's interesting, he writes since Tu B'Shvat is brought down in the Gemara, it's like Tu B'Av, it's brought down in the Gemara, it's mentioned in the Gemara, therefore a chasen should not fast on Tu B'Shvat. Now what's interesting is the Gemara doesn't say a word about not fasting. It's not like the Gemara says don't fast on Tu B'Shvat. The Gemara mentions Tu B'Shvat is a holiday for is Rosh Hashanah Lilonis. But Zokti Mishtebura, quoting from the Magen Avram, we don't fast a chasen on Tu B'Shvat. It's interesting, Mishtebura quotes another opinion over here that says that any day where you don't say Tachanun, uh, a chasen doesn't fast. It's a question how many Paiskim Asaymich on this Mishtebura, but it's always something that uh, someone who's officiating at a wedding should keep in the back of his mind that the chasen is having a hard time fasting, and it's a day that you don't say Tachanun, so maybe there's Makam to be Makam. In Yechavadas, Rabbi Yosef has a tshuva where he wants to draw a distinction between a chasin and a yard site. He wants to say that a yard site, he thinks you could fast on Tu B'Shvat, just not a chasin. Because Rabbi Vajal Lushitasi, the Svaradim, Rabbi Vajal has many tshuvas where he doesn't think chasanim should fast on the day of the chasinah. 
he thinks that whole thing is not really correct. But uh, whatever. But Lamaisa, Halacha Lamaisa, most places can hold that there's no fasting tomorrow, not a time it's Yochid, and not a time it's Sivar. So at least we see that Tubishvat has a Chashivas with regard to Isra Tainis. Many parts can hold it also comes along with an Isra Hespit. So let's say, for example, Nebuchadnezzar, there'd be a Leviah tomorrow. There wouldn't be any illusions at the Leviah because it goes uh, somewhat hand in hand. If you can't have a Tainis, then you can't have a Hespit, and therefore there'd be no eulogies on Tubishvat. The other common halacha that everyone knows about is uh, Tachanun. Right? Everyone's always looking for days not to say Tachanun. So if you look in Shulchan Aruch, this is actually a legitimate day not to say Tachanun. If you look in Shulchan Aruch, it's in the of Sif Vav, the Mechab writes, of the days we don't say Tachanun, and he counts Tu Bishvat as one of the days we don't say Tachanun. Not only don't we say Tachanun tomorrow, we don't even say Tachanun today by Mincha. Or those shuls that normally say Tachanun by Mincha, they wouldn't even say Tachanun by Mincha before. Now, the Shailah comes up, why don't we not say Tachanun on Tuesday because of Sveik the Yaima? So I saw some people talk and say like that. Sveik and Yaima, no Tachanun on Tuesday also. But if you look by the Minchas loser, by the Minchas Sherebbe, he says, no Tachanun today, no Tachanun Monday, no Tachanun Tuesday. Dog answer three days, no Tachanun. Not the day before, not the day after, not the day of. Okay. I don't think that's the widely accepted practice. But that, we don't say Tachanun. Why don't we say Tachanun? Because Epis, again, it's some form of a, a Yomtif. What's interesting is if you look in the Mishnah he quotes a Magen Avram. Fascinating Magen Avram. The Magen Avram writes, Vinoyagimo Ashkenazim. Now, who does the Magen Avram mean when he means Ashkenazim? It means the French and the German countries. The Minig was amongst the Ashkenazim, Laharbus Oz Bimine Perish The first time we come across this practice of eating fruits on Tubishvat is that not found in the Chesidish Sefer. It's found in the Magen Avram, in Hilchas Tachanun, of all places. And there he quotes, if you look up the Magen Avram, he quotes it from another person. He quotes it from a contemporary of the Beis Yosef, who lived in, 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 uh, in Svarat. He writes that, in Tzvas, who writes that there was a minigan amongst Ashkenazim to eat fruits on Tubishvat. Now, he doesn't say which fruits, doesn't say how to eat the fruits, he just says there's a minig to eat fruits. And this practice is brought down by many, many, many Achreidim. And they don't talk about what you have to eat. Yes, Shiva Saminim, no Shiva Saminim, go buy apples and oranges and whatever else you want. Doesn't say it has to be specific, any type of food. So this is the original practice that everyone talks about. But the question is why? What's this Akpada on Tubishvat to eat Peyrus Ilanis? What's this all about? It also applies to tonight, not just tomorrow. So, right, some people do it tonight, some people do it tomorrow. You can do it either one. Now, if you look in the Nitta Gavriel, Gavriel Tzinu, he has a whole chapter in one of his Svarim, all different Hagim about Tubishvat. Some of them my mom has never heard of in my life. He calls there was a minute that they used to have no yeshiva on Tubishvat. Yeshivas were closed. Don't, don't let anyone know about this. The yeshivas were closed on Tubishvat. He writes, it was like Tuba of. Just like on Tuba of, there's no yeshiva. It's the middle of the summer. No yeshiva on Tubishvat. Not sure why. Then he calls other men hugging. They used to give out money to the kids on Tubishvat. So, I don't know what that's about. Then he gives another minute. They used to give out cake and, and schnapps to the Talmudim on Tubishvat. I don't know where any of these men hugging come from, but they're all definitely fascinating and interesting. But they're, they're mitzayin to an interesting Yushalmi. Because Yushami at the end of the fourth parak in Kedushin, that's a very interesting Yushami. Yushami calls the name of Reb Ovin, Asir Adam Litin Din V'Cheshbin. A person's going to have to give Din V'Cheshbin. Al Shiroa Mine Migodim Sholei Eichel. You're going to have to give Din V'Cheshbin every single time you walked by a Geshmaka food and you didn't eat it. And you said, no, I can't. Right? Because a person has an obligation to be nene from this world in a healthy way. Obviously, it doesn't mean if a person is you know, allergic, if a person has health issues, a guy's healthy. So people use this to expand this. That's why you have to go to beautiful places in the world. You've got to go see the, the Alps and go here and go there. Now, granted, if you look in Yerushalmi, the next sheet in Yerushalmi says this is all, you know, it's, all, it's very nice and dandy if you can afford it. You're not to go into debt to be able to do this. So the Yerushalmi says, the next sheet in Yerushalmi says he used to save up his money to have one day a year to eat all the delicacies. And then they say, Kalim on the Yushami say, it was Tubishvat. 
Like Tu Bishvat was the day where they used to focus on Tanuge Oilam Azeh. So some people say that's the idea behind eating the pears. Behind the reason behind eating the pears is we're supposed to appreciate all the, the beauties that Kosh Baruch Hu gave us into this world. And some, they bring the Svardim, have admitting not only to eat fruit, they also eat uh, like things that grow from the ground, cookies and cakes that you bake from the ground also. Because all Tanugi Oil Mazet. Yeah. Yes, I want to get involved in that tonight. <laughs> I wanted to stay clear of that topic, right? People think there's an Indian, you have to bedafki eat Shekhyon or fruit. It's not true. The Mishtaburu quotes the Rav you can eat any fruit. Now, what I found the best, um, the other minig is very popular amongst the Chesidim, is to eat the, the Esrig. You're supposed to take the Esrig and you're supposed to grind it up and turn it into some form of a jelly and eat that on Tu Bishvat. That's also a skula. I saw brought down, if a person does that, it's a skula that he'll survive another year. Okay, a beautiful skula. And perhaps the most famous skula from the B'nai Yisachar, the Yisachar writes that on Tu Bishvat you're supposed to daven for a good Esrig. Okay, fine. Sounds like a good skula. But Allah Almighty coming back to what Tu Bishvat is, it's hard to know. If you look in the Vilna Goyim, the Goyin says, what's this whole Yomtev? He says, because it's called Rosh Hashanah. What does that mean? So if you look in the Rishonim, they say, the Mishnah says, Dal Rosh Hashanah is And Rosh Hashanah is a Yomtev, this is also a Yomtev. Now it's interesting, Rosh Hashanah itself, you might be allowed to fast on it. It's a big Machoikis Goyinim, Machoikis Bishonim, if you're allowed to fast on Rosh Hashanah. Yet everyone assumes if you call Tu Bishonim Rosh Hashanah, that explains why you're not allowed to fast. But again, Halach Lamaisa, in the Litvish world, uh, Tu Bishvat is really not different except for the fact that there's no Tachanan. In the Chesidish world, it's like a big Zach, and the Artishas, and other things like that. In the Svaradish world, it's also a, a big uh, big event. I think now it's becoming much more popular to make Tu... I have a personal opinion, maybe it's Kfir, I shouldn't say it out loud. I just think it's been a long time since we had a last Yom Tif, and there's another long time to Purim. So people need something to celebrate. So Tu Bishvat's right in between, it's a good time to celebrate. But if you look in the Svarim, the, the typical Svarim, they don't talk so much about Tu Bishvat. Yeah. So advice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. A lot of these foods now have all these bugs in them. No, no, bugs, sir. I don't buy anything. I don't think you have to buy any of these things. You know, a lot of people, they buy, they, buy the, the, they buy that sugar fruit. What's it called? The, the hard... They buy all the fruit that's added with sugar? I'm not really sure. Dried the dried fruit. fruit. I'm, not, I'm not sure what the heck bother to eat dried fruit is. I don't know what the... Yeah, the Magad Ram says, "Call me. He's supposed to eat all fruit." Again, I'm not sure why everyone has in their mind you have to make a shachiyano. I'm not really sure what the hakpad is, but okay, I don't know. I'm not such a big food eater. But halacha l'maisa tomorrow. Obviously, there's no talk, but there still is keller hakapayim tomorrow. Svardim have a halacha. Whatever. What? That's the other day, right? That's the other big yomtiv tomorrow. Um, the Svardim have a practice whenever there's no tachma, they don't say lam natech. Us Ashkenazim don't hold like that. We hold that there has to be a specific reason not to say lam natech. So tomorrow we will say Mr. Shem lam